0: Thank you for joining me for worship today. Today is our Ascension Sunday and our order of service is in the bulletin. We're going to begin right now with hymn number 169, Alleluia, Sing to Jesus. to you the Holy Spirit Amen. Christ is risen he is risen indeed alleluia God has ascended amid shouts of joy let us sing for joy to the Lord let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation beloved in the Lord let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins to God our Father, asking him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Almighty God, merciful Father, I confess that I am by nature sinful. I have disobeyed you and justly deserve your punishment both now and in eternity. But I am truly sorry for the evil I have thought, spoken, and done. And for the sake of my Savior, Jesus Christ, I pray, Lord, have mercy on me,
1: a sinner. Lord, have mercy on us. Christ, have mercy on us. Lord, have mercy on us. I now ask you before God who
0: searches the heart Do you confess your sins of thought, word, and deed? Are you sorry for your sins? Do you look to our crucified, risen, and ascended Savior for forgiveness? And with the Holy Spirit's help, do you want to correct your sinful life? Then declare so by saying yes. Yes. Upon this confession, I, as a called servant of the word, announce to you God's grace and the forgiveness of sins. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
1: Amen.
0: Our scripture lesson for this Ascension Sunday is from Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 11. This is well, Luke, the evangelist inspired to write this book he tells us about Christ's ascension as he also does in his gospel reading which we'll hear later today. In my former book Theophilus I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen, after his suffering he showed himself to these men with the holy spirit so when they met together they asked him lord are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to israel he said to them it is not for you to know the times or dates the father has set by his own authority but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem and in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. Alleluia, alleluia! Christ is risen; he is risen indeed. Alleluia! Jesus says, "Surely I am with; I will be with you always, to the very end of the age." Alleluia!
1: Alleluia.
0: Luke 24, verses 44 to 53. Words also that Luke was inspired to write about Christ's ascension. Words that, well, these words also addressed to Theophilus, to whom the first address to Theophilus, like the book of Acts, was first addressed to him, but then also to us as well. Jesus said to them, his disciples, You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple, praising God. And let's continue with our next hymn, and that's hymn 174. Hymn 174, See the Conqueror Mounts in Triumph. of God that we want to consider this Ascension Sunday is our epistle reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23, where the Apostle Paul was inspired to write, For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Let's bow our heads for prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, who art our strength and our salvation. Amen. My dear fellow believers in our crucified, risen, and ascended Lord and Savior, many of God's people have been delivered from their troubles, their trying circumstances because others of God's people have been keeping them in their prayers. Well, scripture does say the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. An example of that, there was an airline pilot, airplane pilot, who was shot down in the Pacific Ocean during World War II. The man did survive for some time on a small raft, but after a time, he had some meager and water supplies, and they ran out, and when they ran out, he said, it's over, it's done. But then what happened? Well, his family, his loved ones back at home, he knew that they were praying for him despite the fact that they didn't exactly know what was going on in his life, that he had been shot down, that he was out there in the Pacific, that he was close to death like that, but his loved ones were praying for him, and he remembered that. He was ready to kind of give up, but then he remembered. He knew that his family was praying for him, and that renewed his hope and renewed his strength. And with that knowledge, with a revived spirit, he struggled to stay alive. And a short time later, he spotted a rescue plane, a search plane, and he was rescued. Writing then to his loved ones, writing home, he said, I was ready to give up and die, but suddenly I realized you and many others were praying for me every day this filled me with courage and i was determined not to give up yes i had come to the end but you were still praying for me this story is one that does remind us how important it is that we keep on praying for our loved ones that we keep on praying for one another but really when you get right down to it it's not this story that that inspires us to pray for one another, Christ our King. He is the one who inspires us to pray for one another. He inspires us to pray for one another. And and well, on this Ascension Day, as we remember how Christ ascended into heaven and is seated at God, at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, As we remember that and what it means that Jesus is ruling over all things for the good of his church, as we remember that, it encourages us to rejoice that we can pray to him and trust in him to take care of us and everyone in his believing family. So Christ, our King, he inspires us to pray for one another he inspires us to pray for one another that we may know our God better that we may know our eternal hope and that we may know God's mission for us in our lives Paul wrote this letter to the Ephesian Christians because he was trying to cheer them up. They were depressed, they were down because the Apostle Paul at this particular time was in prison so Paul cheered them up and, and as we often say as we look at this portion of scripture it seems a little bit strange that Paul was doing the cheering up here. Maybe those Ephesian Christians should have been cheering Paul up. But Paul was cheering them up. He said, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And th- there are so many times when Paul said something like this, and we'll often refer to this, and we'll ask, well, how often do we thank God for our fellow Christians? And well, just think about the people who are sitting next to you in the pew in front of you behind you on the other side of the church well just think about those people how often do we thank god for those fellow christians for our brothers and sisters in christ for the encouragement and the strength and the support that we can get from them but let's not only thank god for those fellow christians but Paul also tells us here that we'll want to pray to God, pray for one another, that we all would get to know God better. Paul said, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. And now, oftentimes, Christians kind of get into this and they would say, well, why do we need to know God better? We know who God is. We know he's our, well, heavenly father who loves us so much that he sent his son to live and to die for us, to pay for his sins. And he also sends the Holy Spirit to work through the word of God to call us to faith and make us believers in Jesus the Savior. But we know that. Could we know him better? And the fact is, yes, we could know him better. And we need to keep on growing in our faith. We can grow in our faith and we need to grow because if we aren't growing in our faith, then our faith will be getting weaker. If it's not growing And it's getting weaker, right? As we grow in our faith, though, what's going to happen is we're always going to be better equipped to face life's trials and troubles and temptations that we face along the way, and we need that strengthening or else we'll fall. We need to be built up and better equipped to live in this sinful world. We also need to be filled up with God's love, and that's going to help us to pray for ourselves and to pray more for one another. When our faith is weak, we may feel all alone, as if even God has left us, as if our fellow Christians have left us. But as we grow in our faith, then we can know God better. Then we can know and have that, grow in that assurance that God is always going to be with us. He's never going to abandon or forsake us. He's going to always be with us as he has promised. And he's always going to take care of us. He may not always remove the troubles that we're faced with in this life, but he's always going to give us the help and the strength that we need in order to handle them. Oh, there was this elderly man who made an unusual discovery as he, one day leaf through an old family Bible. And, oh, the story behind this, maybe I've said it to you before, many years earlier, his aunt passed away and she left that Bible to him. And part of her will read, to my beloved Stephen Marsh, I bequeath my family Bible and all its contents, along with, the residue of my estate after my funeral expenses and just and lawful debts are paid. Well, when all was settled, what happened is that basically Stephen Marsh was given a few hundred dollars and that old Bible. And after his small inheritance was spent, which didn't take long, well then he kind of lived in poverty. The only support that he had was a very small pension, so for 30-plus years he was living in poverty. And then one day what he did is he cleaned out his attic as he was preparing to move in with his son to live out his, his older years. And there in his attic in a trunk, he found that old family Bible. And opening it, he was amazed to find currency scattered throughout his its pages, and in that Bible he counted over five thousand dollars, and this was years ago when five thousand dollars was worth a, worth a whole lot more than it maybe is today. But within his reach there had been these riches that he could have been enjoying, living on, right there in his Bible, huh? Now, we'd say the same thing is also true for us and I'm not suggesting that each of us should immediately go home and find those old family Bibles and see if there might be currency that had been placed between the pages of the Bible, but, but really there are such great riches in the Bible. There we can get to know our God better and know his gospel better. And that gospel, it's the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. Peter's prayer here, Paul's prayer here, continues. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which God has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and is incomparably great power for us who believe. Oh, what would our lives be like without hope? It's kind of hope that just drives us every day in our lives. If we were without hope, without hope, without goals and dreams for the future, we all tend to have those goals in our lives, thinking about, where we'd like to be in our jobs and with our families and and even with our health. And what we hope for, what that does is it keeps us going. It motivates us. and, And in our Christian lives, having a hope in Christ is something that's even more important. Having that hope for a future, an eternal future, even more important. and Now see what we need to recognize here of course is what our fellow Christians need us to keep on doing is praying well that they and we would always know the hope to which God has called us. We need to keep on praying for that. You know because we've all seen fellow Christians and sometimes Christians can get down in the dumps, can be in depression and in despair. It may seem as if their life is just totally hopeless. That's why we need to keep on praying that their hope and our hope would be renewed and always strengthened. According to Paul, that hope is for the riches of God's glorious inheritance and his incomparably great power for us. Well, the riches of blessing of God's glorious inheritance, that of course, we first off think of that as referring to heaven, to the complete and perfect joy and bliss that we'll enjoy there. But those, the riches of God's glorious inheritance That also refers to blessings that we have right now, and we can't stress that enough, really, when you get right down to it, because, oh, sometimes what believers do is think of this life as the hell that we have to go through in order to get to heaven, and life does have its problems and troubles, and that's true. That's true. We can all expect much tribulation before we enter into the kingdom of god but we are also so richly blessed by the grace of god we belong to god's family god's believing family by god's grace we are forgiven of all of our sins and on the road to heaven we can look to god as our loving heavenly father not this condemning judge because by the grace of God we've been called to faith in Jesus our savior we can go to him in prayer we can look to him and so we're enjoying right now some of the inheritance that we will ultimately enjoy in heaven one day and what we also enjoy right now is Paul God's incomparably great power for us? Paul says here, that power is like the working of God's mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominions, and every title that can be given, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. Oh, just think of the power that God showed us when he raised his son back to life, after Jesus had endured the torments of hell and God's full wrath against him. What God did is God raised Jesus, the God-man, back from the dead. When Jesus ascended into heaven and God seated him at the right hand of God the Father Almighty, as it says in the Apostles' Creed there, well, what happened then is that Christ's eternal kingdom was officially established. And no matter what Satan, sin, death, and hell may do, they won't be able to shake that kingdom. It's a kingdom that lasts forever. So let's remember the power that God showed in raising Jesus from the dead and establishing that eternal kingdom and remembering that that's an incomparably great power that is available for us through faith. And that's why we can join the Apostle Paul in saying, I can do everything through God who gives me strength. So when Satan the unbelieving world and our own sinful flesh would come after us and attack us and try to get us to stumble and fall and try to get us to reject our Savior. Well, through faith, we have the same strength that Jesus used. When Satan tempted him out in the wilderness, at the beginning of his ministry, when Satan was tempting him at the end of his earthly ministry, in the Garden of Gethsemane and on the cross, Satan was going after Jesus and Jesus stood strong. And that same power we have as well. We can fight fight the good fight of faith. We can stand up against Satan. And because we have God's power and God's strength, we can stand up to that and win so let's pray for one another that we all may know the eternal hope the certain hope of heaven that we have because of jesus because of the faith the holy spirit has worked in our hearts when christ ascended into heaven and was seated at the right hand of god the father almighty And now, of course, remember, that's not a specific place. It's talking about his power, his authority over all things. Jesus is present everywhere. Physically, he's not with us, but he is here with us in a way that we can't understand. But he is here with us, and Paul says, God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, for for all believers, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills everything in every way. Christ is the head, the absolute authority over all believers, over us. And since he is that absolute authority, that head, we'll want to know the directives that he gives us. And since he called us to faith, really we could say that his directives could be summed up in five of his final words before he ascended into heaven, when he said to the disciples, and also was speaking to us and said, you will be my witnesses. Since we know about Jesus, since we know he lived and died for us and paid for all of our sins, well, through our words and through our actions, we'll want to be witnesses to the world about what God's will is for us in our lives, how God would want us to live. We'll also want to be witnesses to those who don't know about Jesus so that they would know about Jesus, how he came into this world to pay for my sins and your sins and the sins of the world to be the Savior. Of me and you and of the world to pay for everyone's sin so that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Well, since Christ has ascended into heaven and has ended his earthly ministry, it's important for us to pray that we and our fellow Christians would know our God's mission for us. We have Christ's directive in which he says, go and make disciples of all nations. And the fact of the matter is, is that if we don't preach the gospel, if our lives don't reveal the love of God, if if our lives don't show that we know we're sinners who would deserve God's wrath and punishment, but that we have a Savior and that that's the greatest news that there could possibly be. If our lives don't reveal that to those who don't know about Jesus, how will they get to know about Jesus? Since God has entrusted us with the job of spreading the gospel, well, let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's be ready. Always be prepared to give people the answer for the hope that we have in Christ. Let's live for him. And like Paul, who prayed for others even when he was imprisoned and had so many earthly troubles, let's even in our trials and troubles keep on praying for ourselves and for one another. Remember, Scripture says, the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And now just think about it. Maybe think about that that pilot who ended up in the Pacific Ocean, knowing that his loved ones were praying for him. That gave him such encouragement, such strength. knowing that your fellow Christians are praying for you and give you such strength, too. And it can give your fellow Christians such strength as well. So let's keep on praying for one another. Amen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding shall keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's confess our faith with the second article and its meaning. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven. And is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. What does this mean? I believe that Jesus Christ, true God, begotten of the Father from eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord. He has redeemed me, a lost and condemned creature, purchased and won me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil not with gold or silver, but with his holy precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death. All this he did, that I should be his own and live under him in his kingdom and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence and blessedness, just as he has risen from death and lives and rules eternally, this is most certainly true. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, King of glory, you ascended far above the heavens and at God's right hand you rule the nations. Leave us not alone, but grant us the spirit of truth that at your command and by your power we may be your witnesses in all the world. We pray to you, O Christ, for you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In our prayers, oh, we have so many that we can keep in our prayers, people recovering from surgeries, people dealing with different problems and issues, cancer, eye problems, infections, circulation problems. Well, let's pray for... All of them and encourage you to look at our prayer list to see all the names that are listed there. Lord God, our Heavenly Father, as we think about our different trials and troubles in this life, there are many trials and troubles that we have to face, and it, it gives us such comfort when we're faced with those troubles to know that we have fellow Christians that are praying for us and. Help us to be praying for our fellow Christians as well that that they would get the comfort and strength knowing that we're praying for them as well. Lord God, please, if it's according to your will, grant healing and recovery to those who are sick and dealing with different health issues, but especially keep on assuring us always of your grace and your mercy and love that gives us the greatest strength of all. And we gather up all of the prayers we have today as we join in praying. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let's join in singing our prayer for our country.
1: God bless America, land that I love. Stand beside her and guide her through the night with the light from above. From the mountains, to the prairies, to the oceans, white with foam. God bless America, my home sweet home God bless America my home sweet home
0: Thank you for joining me for this Ascension Sunday worship service few announcements to share with you In the congregation, Monday is Devon Plotty and Lisa Vanderley's birthday. Thursday, Nate Olin, Roberta Waldron's birthday. Friday, Alexander's birthday. This afternoon, this Sunday afternoon, Ruth and I will be heading over to Wisconsin. I have a campus ministry committee conference to attend Monday afternoon and, and Tuesday morning. We'll also be spending some time with uh, my dad, with Alexander, and other family members. We will be coming back uh, later Wednesday evening. I encourage your, I appreciate your prayers for good and safe travel and a good, safe trip. You've heard me mention, oh, in general, the people in our congregation with issues, maybe think of Diane Kennedy dealing with some ruptured discs in her back uh, please keep her in your prayers you got Jan camp friend of Karen Ripley dealing with cancer Paul Kennedy prostate cancer stage four Deb Spitzley dealing with eye issues heart and kidney issues Paula with her with her circulation and and leg inflection infection problems and Me and my wife, of course, dealing with some different cancers, recuperating, recovering from that. Please keep us all in your prayers. The Lord bless and keep you always.